0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 240, reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we are continuing in the book of Matthew with chapters 9 and 10. We'll also read Psalm 85, and there's a teaching video from the Bible Project, so be sure to check the link in the show notes. Let's get to it. So we got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his town. Just then some men brought to him a paralytic on a stretcher. Seeing their faith, Jesus told the paralytic, Have courage, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the scribes said to themselves, He's blaspheming. Perceiving their thoughts, Jesus said, Why are you thinking evil thoughts in your hearts? For which is easier, he's speaking of the healing or the forgiving of sins, to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, then he looked at the paralytic then he told the paralytic get up take your stretcher and go home so he got up and went home when the crowd saw this they were awestruck and gave glory to God who had given sense- who had given such authority to men as Jesus went on from there he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the toll booth and he said to him follow me and he got up and followed while he was reclining at the table in the house many tax collectors and sinners came to eat with Jesus and his disciples When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Now, when he heard this, he said, It is not those who are well who need a doctor, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. Then John's disciples came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests be sad while the groom is with them? The time will come when the groom will be taken away from them and and then they will fast. No one patches an old garment with unshrunk cloth because the patch pulls away from the garment and makes the tear worse. And no one puts new wines into old wineskins, otherwise the skins burst and the wine spills out and the skins are ruined. No, they put new wine into fresh wineskins and both are preserved. As he was telling them these things, suddenly one of the leaders came and knelt down before him saying, my daughter just died, but come lay your hand on her and she will live. So Jesus and his disciples got up and followed. Just then a woman who had suffered from bleeding for 12 years approached from behind and touched the end of his robe. For she said to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be made well. Now listen. So remember the, according to the old law, the old covenant, all of the statutes and all of these things, a woman with an issue of blood, well, anybody with an issue of bleeding, but let's talk about a woman. She basically had her period for 12 years and, um, she would have been considered unclean. She would have had to have gone to a Corner of the home away from everyone else. She wouldn't have been able to eat meals with her family. She wouldn't have been able to be touched by her family. She wouldn't have been able to do anything but shout across the house. She would have had to have gone out to do any errands she may have had to do when no one else was in the streets, or she would have to cross on the other side and shout unclean so that people wouldn't come near her. Like this was this woman's life, and she sees Jesus. She hears about, all the things he's been doing, and she's, her faith is, if I just touch his his robe, I, I know I'll be okay. It says, Jesus turned and saw her. Have courage, daughter, he said. Now that even is huge. The term daughter would have been reserved for, for literal um, family special relationships. And Jesus saw her, and he called her daughter. This would have set so many people back on their heels. He said, your faith has saved you. And the woman was made well from that moment. When Jesus came to the leader's house, he saw the flute players and a crowd lamenting loudly. They were grieving. Leave, he said, because this girl is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed at him. Friends, sometimes the world is going to laugh at us. Our faith is going to confuse them. Our hope is going to astound them. And what people don't understand, they typically mock. Sometimes the world's going to laugh. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. The news of this spread throughout that whole area. I bet it did. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men approached him, and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I can do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, let it be done for you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. Then Jesus warned uh, warned them sternly, be sure that no one finds out. But they went out and spread the news about him throughout the whole area. Just as they were going out, a demon possessed man who was unable to speak was brought to him. When the demon had been driven out, the man who had been mute spoke and the crowds were amazed saying nothing like this has ever been seen in israel but the pharisees said he drives out demons by the ruler of demons that's a that's that's craziness right there jesus can i mean hmm. jesus continued going around to all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. Okay. We're going to go back to the old Testament, right? Remember reading that before in the prophecies. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest summoning his 12 disciples he gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to heal every disease and sickness these are the names of the 12 apostles first simon who is called peter and andrew his brother james the son of zebedee and his and john his brother philip and bartholomew thomas and matthew the tax collector james the son of alpheus and thaddeus simon the zealot and judas iscariot who also betrayed him jesus sent out these 12 after giving them instructions don't take the road that leads to the gentiles and don't enter any samaritan town instead go to the lost sheep of israel as you go proclaim the kingdom of heaven has come near heal the sick raise the dead cleanse those with leprosy drive out demons freely you received freely give don't acquire gold silver or copper for your money belts Don't take a traveling bag for the road or an extra shirt, sandals, or a staff for the worker is worthy of his food. When you enter any town or village, find out who is worthy and stay there until you leave. Greet a household when you enter it, and if the household is worthy, let your peace be on it, but if it is unworthy, let your -peace, peace return to you. If anyone does not welcome you or listen to your words, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah for that town. Whoa. Look, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore be as shrewd as serpents and as innocent as doves. Beware of them because they will hand you over to local courts and flog you in their synagogues. You will even be brought before governors and kings because of me to bear witness to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, don't worry about how or what you are to speak. For you will be given what to say at that hour. Because it isn't you speaking, but the spirit of your father is speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death. And a father, his child, children, children will rise up against parents and will and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved when they persecute you in one town, flee to another. For truly, I tell you, you will not have gone through the towns of Israel before the son of man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher or a slave above his master. It is enough for a disciple to become like his teacher and a slave like his master. If they called the head of the house Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household. Therefore, don't be afraid of them, since there is nothing covered that won't be uncovered and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. What you hear in a whisper, proclaim on the housetops. Don't fear those who kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's consent. But even the hairs of your head have all been counted. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Therefore, everyone who will acknowledge me before others, I will also acknowledge him before my father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny him before my father in heaven. Don't assume that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. In other words, he's gonna turn the world upside down. The one who loves a father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. The one who loves a son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever doesn't take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Anyone who finds his life will lose it, And anyone who loses his life because of me will find it. The one who welcomes you welcomes me. And the one who welcomes me welcomes him who sent me. Anyone who welcomes a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And anyone who welcomes a righteous person because he is righteous will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is a disciple. Truly, I tell you, he will never lose his reward. Oh, good stuff here. And now for Psalm 85. Lord, you showed favor to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave your people's guilt. You covered all their sin. Selah. You withdrew all your fury. You turned from your burning anger. Return to us, God of our salvation, and abandon your displeasure with us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger for all generations? Will you not revive us again so that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your faithful love, Lord, and give us your salvation. I will listen to what God will say. Surely the Lord will declare peace to his people, his faithful ones, and not let them go back to foolish ways. His salvation is very near those who fear him so that glory may dwell in our land. Faithful love and truth will join together. Righteousness and peace will embrace. Truth will spring up from the earth and righteousness will look down from heaven. Also, the Lord will provide what is good and our land will yield its crops. Righteousness will go before him to prepare the way for his steps. And that's it, friends. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you tomorrow for day 241. Bye.